Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. On today's show, I had a chance to talk to David Chu. David's the president and owner of Ashcroft Homes. Ashcroft Homes, you might never have heard of it if you're here in the GTA. Um, but it is one of the largest developers in Ottawa. And uh, Ashcroft Homes has built over 6,000 homes over 25 years. So very well-established builder. I had a chance to go down to Ottawa to check out Ashcroft Homes' projects and their head office and also to meet with uh, David Chu and his team. And I was very impressed with the quality of the buildings and um well, much more than buildings. They build entire communities, entire uh, neighborhoods, master-planned areas, um, high-rise, low-rise, mid-rise. Uh, it's a very comprehensive, large developer. And, of course, they are now building Capital Hall. Capital Hall is a very interesting investment opportunity, uh, which a lot of my clients are excited about and purchasing units at. Um, and it's all about student condo student rentals in Ottawa right next to Carleton University and you're also right on the subway line the subway line is uh, being expanded in Ottawa as we speak Um, so there's a lot of exciting things going on in Ottawa and around this particular investment opportunity and really the icing on the cake with the whole thing is that you get a three-year rental guarantee three years free property management by Ashcroft uh, specifically under their Envy uh, student rental brand. And the units all come fully furnished. So it's really a turnkey investment for uh, the investor to get into where you really don't have to think or worry about anything uh, for the next six years until 2021. You're not even thinking about it because you've got three years of construction before the building is built. And then you've got three years of guaranteed rental income and managed and a managed unit uh, coming in every single month. Uh, so it's a very unique and interesting opportunity. Of course, this is not the first student rental condo that we've talked about on the True Condos podcast and at truecondos.com. Last year, we, uh, we, we were very involved, and uh, a lot of our clients uh, were investors in the University Suites project in Kingston beside Queen's University. So this is a very similar opportunity, except the main difference is you're in Ottawa, which is a much larger city with a lot more to offer the real estate investor um, as opposed to uh, some of the smaller university towns um, where these other projects have been. Okay, so without further ado, let's get to the interview with David Chu. And if you want to get all the show notes for this episode, just head on over to truecondos.com slash Ottawa. truecondos.com slash Ottawa, and you can get links to the show notes on this podcast, transcript of this episode, and you can pick up the investor package for Capital Hall if you're interested in that. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Okay, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show David Chu. David is the president and CEO and owner of Ashcroft Homes. David, welcome to the show. 
Hi, thanks, Andrew. Good to be here with you. Yeah, David, why don't we start, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, your story. How did you get started in real estate? Well, you know, uh, I came up to Canada at the age of 18, actually, as it turns out, to attend Carleton University, the very university that I'm going to be building uh, student housing uh, for. So those uh, uh, small rooms and homes that students get together to rent, I know all about it. Uh, I also know that uh, the kind of product that we're going to be bringing into the market uh, was not there, and that's going to be an interesting uh, uh, comment on, as to why student housing is, is uh, taking off in the way it is uh, now. So I, I came up to Canada to study, and uh, I did engineering at Carleton University. Uh, I went out to work for a brief period with uh, Imperial Oil in, in Calgary in the oil field. I uh, came back to Carleton and, and finished uh, my bachelor's in mathematics and uh, master's in system engineering and aeronautical. And then I left and I, I joined a small consulting firm and finished my uh, MBA part-time. And then I went out on my own. So, uh, you know, I'm sort of your uh, quintessential entrepreneur uh, apart from the brief stint of working in the oil field, I've pretty much been on my own. And so I've I've started and launched about four businesses, and uh, we can probably get into that a little later. Wow. So tell us about your experience at Carlton, um, and tell us about um, why you're sort of, you know, in a sense, coming full circle back to Carlton with this project. Well, y- you know... <clears throat> uh, when I finished uh, my master's, I, uh, I I got involved in a little bit of consultancy, and then I I joined up with a with a classmate of mine uh, to start a high tech company. So we started a company called uh, Computational Methods, which morphed into CML Technologies, and we were the generation uh, just behind Nortel and Mitel in developing uh, stored program control switches. So it's like PBXs for specialized communications uh, like air traffic control, police communication, and 911. In fact, I believe the uh, 911 system that Gatineau used in the national capital area is a former uh, CML, CML switch. So, so I was in hardware and software development for a number of years. Uh, we developed some product that uh, did a joint venture with General Electric, and they used to sell our Canadian manufacturer switches in the, in the U.S. market on the GE brand name. Uh, I sold out my interest probably in the, uh, the start of the 90s, and actually, believe it or not, I, I decided to retire at a tender age, and and then I I got uh, involved in some land uh, development as a passive investor, and uh, we sold some land to a housing company that uh, didn't do well in completing, and so I was faced with the dilemma at the time that I actually tried to find somebody else to build, or I built it myself, and so. I took the latter approach, and, and so since around 1991, from starting building a small subdivision, uh, Ashcroft has been around now for about 
25 years, and we've built uh, several thousand homes in the Ottawa area, and uh, and so uh, that's really my my start in uh, real estate. In real estate, interesting. So, so you got started in the early 90s in real estate. In 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 the recession, if you... yeah. So uh, yeah, I find it interesting. A lot of people I've talked to. Uh, who are very successful in real estate and developers who got their start. A lot of people seem to have gotten their start in the worst times in the, in, in the early nineties. And it's sort of like, it's sort of like if you can make it then, then you can make it anywhere. So is that sort of your experience? Like you figured out a way to, to make money in a, in a bad time in real estate? Well, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've got a, uh, a level of inquisitiveness, uh, Andrew, that, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm probably, uh, if I have an addiction, it's the business and, and entrepreneurship, right? So, so I, I didn't really choose real estate uh, as as a as a career. In fact, in none of the businesses that started really that I went out and said, "Let me, you know, this is the plan to get into real estate." It happened by accident, and 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 but but as you get into things, you get insights, and then you find opportunities, right? And if you have an inquisitive mind. You'll, you'll seek out those opportunities and pursue them, right? And you know it's been been a good ride for me in in real estate. And and you know although I I thought when I sold my business in high tech that I would be back into high tech in a way. And sure. And actually, you know it's it's and people have always kid me as to well how how, how does a high tech guy come into construction? And you know my answer is that you know one business is similar to another business. The business principles are the same. Uh, but, I, but I must tell you that I find uh, the uh, development business in designing and creating enormously uh, 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 creative, right? And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I, I think, Andrew, if you, if you look... Uh, if I were to uh, show you some results from a personality testing, right, you'll find that learning is a large part of my my personality. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That thing that I do, uh, I, I do uh, through uh, looking to find uh, solutions, and uh, and sometimes I say in the office here, you know, I'm I'm probably uh, quintessentially a problem solver, right? Right. Right. So when when you you look at at what we've done and what uh, what Ashcroft have done, you know, we tend to do things that that call for a fair amount of vision. I mean, those are the things we get uh, a lot of kick out of doing. And it's not to say we don't just build a condo on the street or or a subdivision, because we've done those too. But if you look at some of the, the stuff we've done, we've we've built um, uh, projects that probably others found uh, uh, tough to do. And uh, so, if you take, for example, uh, our large uh, legacy uh, community of Central Park that we've built, uh, that's Ottawa's largest ever mixed-use uh, neighborhood. That's that is of the modern time. Right. So, so that uh, community, uh, we are now in the final phases of building about a thousand condos with a unique 
private road with about 100,000 square feet of retail. And if you look at that project when it's finished, you'll have about 8,000 people living in it, right? Right. Not a lot of guys have done that. And, you know, a lot of us would like to do things and claim that, you know, we are on, on, on that path. But it's good to know when, you know, you've got something you've done that, that really stands out. And so I think that when you were up here and took a tour, you know, that subdivision or that neighborhood, Scroft mm-hmm. has built every single home in it, right? And every single condo. And so that is a unique project at the time when we did it in the early 90s when we bought the land. Everybody thought that we were crazy to pay what we did. But but if you have a vision, it's like risk. Risk is a question of insight. And so sometimes when people say, gosh, how do you take that much risk? The question is, what did you see, right? So risk is relative, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, if you, the other project you saw, I think, is the uh, what do we call the, the monastery project. Yes. And that's a project, uh, uh, Andrew, with its two adjacent pieces on the street. We're building a thousand condos. So that's not just one little project, right? That's like seven or eight buildings, uh, all surrounding yeah. the monastery. That, believe it or not, you know, we bought that chunk of land for fifteen and a half million. And again, everybody thought, you know, David Chu must be a bit wonky because we didn't have zoning, right? And so even though this was, was an arduous process uh, to go through to get the zoning, you know, we we got it in the end. And so today we've built out about 600 condos of 1,000. And so, and that's, that's neat, Andrew, because it's city building, right? Absolutely, yeah. You're you're really building an urban neighborhood there. That's exactly right. You know, and and uh, and this city is go- going through rapidly now with the building of the subway system, uh, uh, rapid urbanization. Yeah. So talk, and talk, I find talk to us exciting. about that, especially the GTA investor. We want to talk about obviously Capitol Hall and the student right. housing market. We'll get to that, but talk to us more of a general sense for the GTA investor who's not as familiar with Ottawa. Well, about, you know, about the urbanization that's happening, particularly okay. with the subway. So, so, so Andrew, I mean, real estate is something I know a little bit about, and and so, I mean, we, we are ten to fifteen years behind you, right? Right. And so, so we it's very early days still in Ottawa for urbanization, but we have a brand new subway system which is scheduled to be opened in 2018, of which the spur line O train is part of this project, right? Yeah. And so, so, and actually, these two buildings we're building. As it, I was just meeting the councillor the other day for something else, and it just dawned on me. I said, "Do you realize that that these two buildings, which which is over two hundred fifty thousand gross square feet, is your first uh, uh, high density uh, uh, construction on an old train station, right?" And he said, "Actually, you're right." You know, so so uh first of many, obviously, yeah. First of many, right? And and yeah. so so we're gonna go through Andrew, the same thing you've you're still going through uh in Toronto that makes Toronto so vibrant because you put density where the subway uh yeah. path is, right? And and yeah. that makes a lot of sense, right? And and you know, so so when you think today that, that some folks are contemplating 
fifth to eight-story buildings without parking in Toronto, right? That says a lot about uh, urbanization and, and, and where you're going, right? And so it's early days in, in Ottawa now, right? And so if you assume that we will go through and build a more high-rise uh, product in Ottawa, then uh, investing, particularly in income-producing properties of the high-rise nature in the city, uh, uh, is at the ground level, right? Because yeah. when you look, why is real estate a good investment? There's two parts to it, right? At least two parts. There may be more. But one is that cost isn't going down, right? Mm-hmm. Costs never go down, right? Yeah. Land gets more Hard expensive. Yeah. The city in, in, in imposes more development charges, right? And the labor cost is more, right? And then the other thing with, with income-producing real estate is that provided you could keep it, the income flowing, and you don't have vacancy, right, then it's it's a great uh, investment because uh, every year you pay out a little bit of your mortgage, and over the term of the mortgage, uh, you end up uh, with, with an asset-free investment, right? Yeah, and yeah. and and um, and particularly if you can you can uh, invest in a in a worry free investment because somebody else is you're paying somebody else to manage it and it's being managed properly, then you'll get that year after year uh, 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 amortization paid off, right? And and even although uh, sometimes as investors we talk about cash and cash, but sometimes when we do that cash and cash return. We we kind of forget or ignore that uh, that is after you've paid off a chunk of your principal every year, right? Of course, yeah. And but that principal is is like a savings plan, right? Because it, absolutely, it yeah, it's going straight to your straight to your net worth. That that's exactly right, and that is something that that we should all remember as real estate investors, right? And uh, and I think that. Uh, for a lot of us who've been through recessions and the stock market uh, gyration, that the one good thing about real estate is it never goes to zero, right? It mm-hmm. goes through yep. tough times, right? But but if you invest in bricks and mortar, right, it, it's there, right? And yep. you, maybe you give up the spectacular Google kinds of returns, but here you get eight to ten percent uh, compounded returns over the medium to long term. I think that's good, right? Yep, slow and steady. It's not a get rich scheme. It's uh right. it's but it's proven over many centuries uh that real estate investing is definitely a great way to go. Why don't we shift gears to talk about student housing in Canada? You talk about your vision a lot. Um so tell us a little bit about your vision for because I know your vision is much bigger than just this one building Capitol Hall. Like what what do you see going on with student housing in Canada and and why Capitol Hall now? Okay, fine. So, 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 Andrew, if, if you look at it, uh, uh, we have uh, about a million students in the country, right? And uh, and so you couple that with with the trend, and and I say it's a trend, because the trend first started probably in North America in the states, and and now we are we are we are lagging, right? Uh, but students and their parents are increasingly wanting a better uh, uh, sense of accommodation for the kids going to university. And in whether or not that's a combination of people being wealthier, uh, that, that's the trend that, 
that is uh, uh, that is there. Yeah. And you can say, well, well, why now, David? Why, why now? Why not 15 years ago? And that's and that's a good question, right? I, because you know, I, I'm in the retirement business as well. Yep. 10, 12 years ago, when we started to build these uh, more upscale accommodation, and when you looked at what was in on the market at the time, you know, Andrew, people used to call them old folks' home. Right. Right. Well, you're not building any more of that. No. <laughs> Stuff is is gone. And and nobody wants to live in that. And nobody wants to live in that, right? So when you when you talk about the the six hundred dollar a month in in uh, the basement. Somewhere in some back hole in Ottawa, yep. That's not what, but, but, you know, until today, Andrew, right, uh, you didn't have an option because... There was no option, right. Because the product that we are bringing to the market, was not there, is not there, right? Exactly, yeah. You can't Google uh, uh, and, and go in Kijiji and say, hey, but David, there's a $600 a month room in a house, right? You know, it's, I mean, if you go to... The, the the rental rate in in mainstream apartments right vary quite a bit right you can yes. hear the rent of a of a one bedroom in Finch Avenue in Toronto to one on in uh, Bay Street right right they're they're different right and there's a reason why they're different right and so so the the sad thing is that for most students. And this is why I say we're lagging. That are going to university, the students and the parents are looking for better accommodation, but can't find it. And by and large, you're also looking for for accommodation off campus because because until the universities change their policy, uh, they're 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 not they don't allow the kind of what I would call the the lifestyle experience. Right? They're, they're, you know, I mean, if you, today in Carlton, if you, uh, you go into residence, you're, by, by its mandate, this student housing, you're sleeping on uh, a plastic mattress. Right? Yeah. And, and, and that's the policy. You can't change that, right? Right. And, and, and so, uh, the universities are not going to put out the kind of boutique hotel accommodation. For students, right? It's never going to happen. Concierge service, if in fact that's what you know, uh, a subset of students want and can afford, and particularly the foreign students who are coming over, whose parents are spending a near fortune to send them to school, and don't mind spending and and want and demand that their kids, being a safe and and uh, an environment that is more conducive to them doing well at university, right? So it's 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 all those things that are happening, right? And and let's face it, right? I mean, you know, for the same guys that say, well, you know, how could students afford those things, right? It's if you look at what students have today, you've got a laptop computer, you've got cell phones with with, with, a, with a good a good um, plan, and all those things are, are expensive, right? So so social media too, I think, is is changing. Uh, a lot of things, including this area, right? And if you look, if you talk to the the marketeers, they'll tell you that that the kids' market and the adolescent market is one of the biggest consumer markets, right? Yeah. And so, if that is true, why do you why do you assume that there will be a gap between 
for for the most important uh, spending of all, which is housing, right? Right, right. Why would you assume that, right? But yeah, we want the best phones, we want the best computers, we want the best cars, and but we want to live in a crappy house. <laughs> would you want the best accommodation, right? You know, so so yes. I mean, by its definition, Andrew, this building is not targeting the lowest tier in the student housing right. and curve, right? Yes. And although I say it, it, it's covering a good swath of that demand, right? Mm-hmm. In the upper percentile rather than the lower percentile, right? And, right. Uh, and so, so this type of student housing, uh, uh, I think, will not only... Look, the, the stats show that, that universities are struggling with with finding accommodation. There's no question. Almost every major university you look in in Canada, you'll find that, right? Yeah. And so the university is saying, how, how do these buildings will help us meet the, the coming demand? And the demand is growing. It's growing for, for a number of reasons, but, but, but a couple is that uh, you have the foreign student component, right? And, yeah. But you also have rapidly in our modern economy an undergraduate degree is rapidly becoming a high school diploma. Yes. And 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 if you want to be in the professional ranks, you better be con- looking at a graduate program, right? Yeah. So students are yeah students are going for to school for longer. More student more people are going to school and more people are going to school for longer and longer. Period of time. Right. Yeah. So the student uh, the number of people looking for housing just grows every single year. Right. And and if you look at the stats, you you know you, you you do some digging, you'll find that right. It's it's like and then the student, the the student market, it's what I call needs driven. It's there's a segment of a retirement business which which is needs driven, right? Uh, where where you know your parent suddenly, you know something happens and they've got to go into uh, maybe could have to stop cooking for themselves and so on. So so that's. In the retirement business, we call that needs-driven, right? Mm-hmm. Students, if you go to university, Andrew, you got to find somewhere to live, right? Yep. And 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 today, if you look at the Carlton situation, which is typical of, of a lot of large universities in Canada, yeah, uh, you've got twenty-eight thousand student body, but you've only got three thousand thirty-six hundred beds on campus. Right? Yeah. So so the rest of the guys have got to live off campus, right? And so, if you live on camp off campus, uh, and and if you do the stats, if if you drill down in the data, you'll find that that students going, the commute time of kids going to school at Carleton is about twenty five minutes average. Which twenty five, yeah. Some are taking a little bit less, right? And that is probably higher than most other universities in the country. And then you see, well, why is that? Then you got to look at the geography, right? Because yes. Uh, 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 the Carling O-Train stop is the closest location to campus because it's one stop a stop away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can argue that there may be another building that could come which is a little bit closer than Capitol Hall, but you're talking steps, you're not talking minutes. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and and so, so, you know, if you couple that with the fact that cost is not going down, it's going up. The fact that this is here and now when we're constructing it, right, means that, that David Chu and his building that he's building and the investors that will buy into Capitol Hall are coming in uh, at, at, at this cost level, 
anybody else building student housing in the future has higher costs, right? Yeah. And we think that in our our designs and the, the level of efficiencies we're bringing to this provides an advantage to us and to the investor in terms of efficient designs and therefore cost-effective designs, right? And that is something is is not a lot of people get right. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, and and so so if you like our designs, it's because we put a lot of thought into it, right? And it's the old story, you know. It's uh, there's two things in high-rise buildings, right? You sometimes you design outside in, or you design inside out. Yeah. But even with respect to designing inside out, there are constraints because if you buy a, a piece of land and in downtown Toronto, you got to build in that geometry fully, right? Yes. So you can't create your, your, an efficient geometry because you're going to waste land, right? And in Capitol Hall, we were lucky enough that the geometry of our, our site approval allow us to build some tremendously efficient units, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that anybody who's reviewed our floor plans will come to that conclusion and may ask, well, gosh, that's, you know, I don't see any wasted things here, right? No, yeah, really great, great square floor plans. Let's um, let's uh, let's talk about some questions that I know a lot, a lot of, uh, or some of the GTA investors might be wondering about, uh, who are looking at this investment. So, I'll sort of do some rapid fire questions here. Sure. Uh, first one: How realistic are the rental rates that you're guaranteeing? So. You've got guaranteed rental rates on this project, which is amazing. But the the skeptical investor might say, "Well, but what happens after the fact? After the guarantee period is up, how realistic are these rental rates?" What would you say to that? Okay, so so first of all, <clears throat> uh, a, a few things, right? The, the rental rates are are, are are good; they're reasonable. And uh, remember now, Andrew, that those rates are three years out. Our first building will open up next summer, right? Yep. This building will be two years from from next year. Yes. Right. And with respect to uh, are these rates, uh, 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 we are building a building that we are we are we are owning, right? And and as you know, uh, if you build a purpose-built uh, apartment building, you've got to do a lot of studies for the banks to show, right, what what the viability is. Yes. And so as part of that, we've done feasibility studies, which we can't necessarily share with, with everybody because it's proprietary. Sure, sure. Process, right? Yeah. And so the rents we, we have in Capitol Hall is streamlined in line with the rents that, that we are, are charging or will be mm-hmm. charging next year for the building, right? In your own rental building, right? In our rental building. And, and so, and that, that has been vetted. Uh, by, by feasibilities and so on, right? But but there's a, there's a more simple thing, right? Because it's not to look at a six hundred dollar a month at Kijiji and say, well, but he's charging a thousand hundred, right? You could easily, if you're an, if you're an investor, want to do some research, look at rental apartments at the same rental rates that we are proposing, and you could find them. And I think when you, the group was up, we gave you one such, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and to the extent you can find that, right, you need not worry about a six hundred dollars a room rent. What then you should do is to say, for that 
apartment building now that they're getting 1100 how does that compare in location and quality and offering to what Captain Hall is, is doing? Right. That's a more meaningful insight and comparison, right? Right, right. And you realize, right? So you say, well, th- there's some other building out there, and if I look at it, uh, it seems to be 100% full, right? And it, they're getting 1100 Yeah. Getting $1,100 a month for studios where if you want air conditioning, you got to rent a window base system to put on, right? Right, right. With no amenities, right? Yeah. So, so if if David Chu in 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 Capitol Hall is offering eleven hundred dollars a month rent for something better, right? Yeah, yeah. What? How attractive is that, right? Right, right. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the the, the meaningful uh, comparison, right? Right, right. And and the fact is, I think that. Uh, you know, this is early days still because, by and large, the the Canadian university uh, student haven't seen a lot of what we're going to be bringing to market in Capitol Hall, right? And and my my own personal view is that there's going to be a lot of demand for this type of product once kids and their parents start to feel it and experience it, right? And yeah. Uh, that they're going to, Andrew, they're going to reprioritize their their budgets to say, I want to be there. Right, right. No different to the students who have iPhones. Yep, yep. Because, Andrew, you can buy a lot cheaper phone than an iPhone. Yes, (laughs) and it still does the same thing. (laughs) have iPhones. Right, right, all of them. (laughs) Yeah. So that's really what it is, right? And, and yeah. if you look at student housing compared to uh, uh, buying condos, first of all, if you buy a condo, you got to be a landlord or you pay for property management, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Student housing, really where we want to go uh, is to be a brand. This is why we're branding it, right? Because uh, we think by branding it and, and by elevating the offering to students, that that that's really where, where students want to be, and I think a good proportion of it, particularly the foreign students, right? And we think that that uh, it's not just property management; it's lifestyle. And if if students want a concierge manager to manage certain things for them, and they can afford it, they should have it, right? And, yeah. Uh, uh, so so you know if you you you're buying into Capitol Hall. First of all, you're buying into uh, a fairly safe demand. So long as Carlton is there, the demand will be there. Yep. Uh, uh, if other people come and build uh, uh, student residences, then you've got to share that demand, right? Right. So nothing in life is certain, right? But but for me, uh, uh, I feel confident enough that I've got enough insights into what we're doing that we're going to do this. Right. And yeah, you're you're building, you're putting your money where your mouth is. It's important for every investor in Capitol Hall to understand that you're. It's not just talk. You're building an entire building yourself and owning it. So obviously, like you said, you've done your research. You've done your homework. You're spending tens of millions on this uh, building, and uh, and the banks have vetted your uh, all, all these numbers and, and and everything lines up. They wouldn't lend to you otherwise. Exactly right. You know, so 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 it's through my insight and through my own investment that 
that that our purchasers in Capitol Hall is getting an opportunity to come and take a ride in an insight with David Chu uh, uh, in in this type of investment, right? And uh, but but here is something. Even if you were to build uh, uh, on the east side of Carlton, which is the only r- residential area, right? Yep. And it's single family, and uh, a lot of us think that that will never happen. But even if it were to happen, right, Capitol Hall and Carling Avenue and Little Italy is a better bet. Why? Because it has uh, an urban flavor. It has the shops and the and the bars and, and yep. the restaurants, right? It's an established neighborhood already. It's a neighborhood, right? And that makes it uh, uh, better than being being on campus, right? So, so you know, nothing in life is is a hundred percent, but this comes pretty close to being, you know, uh, a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk to us. Talk to us about appreciation rates. Um, you know, a lot of investors they they like the rental income, and obviously that's the main reason why you buy uh, a student rental property like this. You're you're enjoying this great rental income every single month, and and a nice return, a nice uh, ROI. But eventually, every investor's got to sell. Um, so, what would you say about appreciation on the asset uh, moving forward in the future when eventually they do have to sell? Well, uh, uh, two things with that, right? One is that inflation keeps costs going up, right? And when you look at appreciation, it's driven from 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 two perspectives, right? One is that that replacement cost is more, right? So that uh, uh, what you bought three years ago uh, is is gone up in price. Yeah. Because to pro- provide that that one bedroom unit, hey, it's so much, right? Uh, the second is in location, right? You know, to say in in real estate, location, 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 it's a very Im- important part of it, right? So you're investing in in student uh, uh, housing, and you and you've got a stable proven now. Right, demand, uh, uh, and you've got histor- historical data now. Right, so so five years from now, the investors and myself that are bought into in the capital hall, and we've got five years of of uh, full occupancy. Right, what do you think that the next investor wants? Right, he pays a premium for that. Right, be, 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 because uh, it, it's got uh, the demand uh, is. Uh, it's proven that it's stable and people pay a, a higher cap rate for that, right? Uh, but but also because uh, generally uh, real estate prices keeps increasing, right? And in, I haven't done the math, uh, but I think that if you if you do the math in terms of the uh, escalation rates, you would probably find that Ottawa, on a market like Ottawa probably increases faster than a more mature market like Vancouver or, or, or Toronto, right? And so, so uh, I mean, that's what you say to investors that say, well, is there any appreciation, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah, you, I, I like to think of it as like with the subway development going on, you're buying right on the subway line that is expanding. Imagine buying into uh, Toronto somewhere along Young Street before the subway line went into Young Street, right? I mean, uh, right. 
the the expansion that Ottawa is going to experience over the next 10 years because of the subway and, and along the subway corridor is going to be huge. And it's uh, and people are people are going to pay big premiums for that. Like you said, once it's already there, uh, you're getting a discount now because it's it's not there yet, and and you have to have some vision to see past it. Right, and and but but and but that's a history, right? And 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 plus, if you if you do drill down and look at the, at, at the stats, right, you'll find that that whenever a city introduces a, a subway, they get a huge spike, right? But but that's that's also because they reach a juncture where they need the subway. And then the subway adds an additional good spurt, right? It's like, you know, you can you view Ottawa as the adolescent years that now, you know, we're going to put on four inches this year, right? You know, and so, uh, so you know, if you believe in real estate, and uh, then Ottawa is, is a great place to invest. And I think almost everybody you talk to will tell you that. Because look at the Ottawa market, right? It's a federally driven economy right yep. that has two two parts to that one is we don't grow as fast as probably you you're doing in toronto right we'll see the highs and the lows right we are we, we are we are sort of smoother curves right we still have the the little valleys and 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 and, and hills right but they're not, not as extreme right yes much more stable Right, and the recessions are not as deep and as painful, right? Because you got the stable federal government, right? Now, there's anomaly to that as well. We sometimes go come to cycle, and what do I mean by that? We're in one of those cycles now because Stephen Harper, in the last couple of years, have been tightening the civil service, right? Why? Because he made a promise to balance the budget. And where's the biggest expenditure for the, for the federal government? It's employees. At the, at the federal level, right, and a lot of those live in Ottawa, right. So, so, so after the election in in October, you'll no matter who gets into power, you'll find that Ottawa will will begin to pick up more in growth because uh, it's the start of the next four years of right. the government mandate. The next cycle, yeah. We go through those things that you don't see in Toronto, right? Right, right. But long term, it's a very stable. Uh, growth curve compared to other cities. So again, it's, I mean, student housing in a government town like Ottawa is is sort of the ultimate in uh, stability. <laughs> but but not only that, do, do right. We have the highest median family income in the country. The highest median family income in the country. Great stat. Yeah. Right. That that is something people. So it's, you know, it it's it's an upper middle class kind of town, right? You know, you don't have the 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 very high wealth, right? But for this type of investment, right, it's the it's the median that is providing the driver for the investment, not not the Bill Gates of the world, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what happens after the two years, uh, or sorry, after the after the three year guarantee period? What um, what happens with with investors, can, a lot of obviously GTA investors, they they'd like to keep renting it out. And how's that going to work in the right? Okay, so so at, at a minimum, uh, there'd be uh, a, a management agreement. Okay, we manage your your your, uh, your asset for you for a fee. But more importantly, what we see in moving forward with the brand uh, is to have uh, a rolling 
hopefully five-year type of uh, offering to the investor where this will always be uh, a worry-free investment because uh, uh, Envy and Ashcroft Home would, would run and manage the, 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 the asset. That's the... Uh, that's the view of the long term, right? And and I think that's the, uh, the opportunity for investors in this type of asset class, right? Particularly for a brand that is committed to uh, the segment, right? Remember now, Andrew, this is not a condo that we see uh, as a building to sell, and it happens to have a student twist, right? right? It's different, and, and we committed to this. It's a lifestyle brand that we want to build, and we think there's a big opportunity. We see opportunities to partner with developers who may have a piece of land, who may want to get into it, but, but don't have the plans to really manage this uh, as uh, as an asset, right? And and so, so we hope that uh, we would expand the brand across the country by, by partnering with People that may have land that may look at this segment that want to do it but but don't know how to you know we've got a a sort of cradle to grave kind of uh capability in which we're developing for this product right and we think that we can build bring to the table efficiencies which would benefit the investors in these projects and I think I say that because if you look at the the designs we've brought to the table right they're probably the most efficient you know anybody's seen in Canada right. And yep. Yep. Right. That, that's an important part of the long-term vibe. Yeah, and it's so it's important for the investor at Capitol Hall to understand that it's like you said. It's to summarize what you're saying. It's not just a one-off condo building that you're just trying to sell and get out of there. You're you're trying to build a brand. This is the first. Uh, this is the first stage of it. But you want to build a national brand around student housing um, for the long term. We hope that that someday, uh, when somebody says uh, uh, my my kid is going to university, the second thing comes to mind is that they have to stay in an Envy building. Wow! Yeah. And, and or I want to I want to go to a university that's an Envy university or that has it an, a, a town with an Envy building. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That that that's that's the vision, right? And and. Uh, and and I think there's there's a big there's a big demand there's a big need out there right that after all there's and I don't think this includes some of the larger uh, uh, technical colleges right like like George Brown but there, there's over a million students in the country yes and yeah this is, this is growing every year yeah right and and so so that's that's the opportunity and it's still early days in in this asset class as an investment. David, listen, it's been great talking to you. I just one more question before we go. Um, is there anything that is there a question that no one has asked you about student investing or about this project Capital Hall that no one has asked you yet, but that you wished someone would ask you about? And what would that question be? Well, you know, it's uh, I, I can think of a lot of questions at the at the micro level, right? But but in terms of real estate. Uh, you know, uh, we 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 are so tied up with with zoning regulation and planning, right? And in you know, a question really needs to be asked. Really, is that are we building at the right level of density in the country? And I think the answer is no. 
And if you you uh, look particularly in in our city, uh, we have so much apprehension towards height and density. And still, you know, if you look at, at, at Toronto in terms of the vibrancy that you're beginning now to create because you're having entire neighborhoods where people don't need a vehicle to actually live and work, right? Yes. And and uh, I, I think that uh, it's an issue that really needs addressing, uh, but the, 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 the NIMBY, not in my backyard kind of, uh mentality that pervades the the local councils is 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 something that i wish that that you know we all were uh, more aware of uh to to make our politicians see that that in in this white country that we have that really density is, is an important competitive advantage that that we should understand and embrace and that we don't do enough of that's great um David, if people want to learn more about Ashcroft Homes or uh, more about you, what's the best way for people to find you online? Well, you know, uh, we have uh, the Ashcroft Homes uh, website and Alavita Lifestyles, and more and more people just Google David Chu Auto and they find a lot of stuff and what we've done, right? We've, uh, we're uh, developing a sort of a David Chu umbrella that covers the the three brands that we we have, and and so uh, more and more uh, we'll have uh, a comprehensive uh, web presence that would uh, people will be able to navigate to see just what I'm up to and what I'm doing. Great. Okay. Well, yeah, I definitely encourage you to Google David Chu and and uh, how do you spell that again? Just because I know there's different ways to spell it. D a v i d c h o o. C-H-O-O, David Chu. David, thank you very much for your time today, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you again. Terrific. Thanks, Andrew. Take care. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye now. Bye. Okay, there you have it. That was my interview with David Chu from Ashcroft Homes. I hope you enjoyed that. Very interesting guy. Um, like he said, he's he's uh, he's got a big vision. He's got a lot of um, interesting insights into the student rental market in Canada and the future of the student rental market in Canada, the student housing market, I should say. Um, and he really wants to to be at the forefront of it with Envy, the brand Envy, uh, which is new and, and who knows, maybe five years from now we'll be talking about the Envy, uh, you know, project number 10 or something of, of Envy uh, student housing somewhere in Canada. So for all the show notes on this episode, again, just head on over to truecondos.com forward slash Ottawa, and you can get links to what we were talking about here, Ashcroft Homes website and and more. And also, of course, you can pick up the investor package for Capital Hall, where you can learn all the details about this opportunity and see if it's right for you. Thank you very much for listening. And until next week, I hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.